Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can carry... It's six o'clock. It's a Monday. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. We have a really great list happening tonight. I'm super excited. Joke Workshop is every Monday from 8 to 10 here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, here with a lot of comics. The way things work here on Joke Workshop, you get four-minute set. A four-minute set! Uh... We have a lot of new comics here and people that are learning about comedy. So when you hear the horn, that means you have a minute left. That horn, that horn means a minute. So if you're a new comedian, which a lot of people are, and that's great. There's no problem with that. This is the opportunity to you to, for you to learn what a minute feels like. So um, if you run that minute by a lot, uh, we're no, we're not going to make fun of. Well, I, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be nice. How about this? Uh, here in the joke workshop. We like to keep things kind and nice. If you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Nice fluffy brioche bun on top. Maybe a little mayonnaise. Throw the shit in the middle and then and give them something to hold on to. You know what I mean? So be kind to one another. But do do be honest. This show is, is only as good as the people who are... Um, a part of it and all of you here are part of it tonight whether you're a comedian or not hey if you're listening on the radio you can give us a call 415-550-0511 and tell us what you think about the comics after they're done with their four minute set we do four minutes of commentary there are microphones around you can choose any microphone uh, there's some in here too but please choose a microphone because it is a radio show and when you just sort of yell your comments it's helpful for us here but I swear to you this was like we just did the stats and this show is in the top ten I think it was like number seven or something it gets a ridiculous amount of downloads a week. So, yay for that. And thank you for being here. Uh, before I, I finish my TED Talk, I just wanted to say one new thing. I sort of haven't had an epiphany on my way over here, and I just wanted to say it on a podcast so that no one could steal my idea. Um, so... I am a highly educated person and I hate to do that because it makes me sound like a pretentious dick bag. but no one has seen stand-up comedy as an art and why. Why is stand-up comedy not an art when it's all over Netflix, which means that obviously it's good or it's shaping our lives in some way, but it's because there's no way to get a BA in it. You can't get a Bachelor of Arts. You can't go to college and get a major in stand-up comedy. It just doesn't exist. So it can't be truly seen as an art to be accepted and promote I mean like we can't come into our own no one sees this as real right because there's no way to sort of see it in education now everyone's just like well stand-up comedy is the only thing you can do where you don't have to go to school motherfucker but like imagine if you could go to SF State and you could get a BA in stand-up comedy okay so I'm gonna try to write the syllabus and talk to the people I know and try to get a B I think it wouldn't it be great if you could go to college and like get a BA no yeah okay you guys are like, no, don't mod- don't quantify our art with with stuff. Okay. Degrees. Don't make it real. Don't make people recognize it as something that's important. Uh, here's... Anyways, this is, um, you know, take care of the workshop. Take notes if you can. I'm going to take notes too. And uh, you guys are... Your notes are... Everyone's notes are valid because... This Shakespearean fool has to exist so that people can eat shit without having their feelings hurt. Your first comedian tonight. Clap your hands together and take notes. Everybody, it's Max Eddy! Better. 
There we go. Woo! Okay. Uh, yeah, let's... I, I think it would actually be fun to have a stand-up comedy major at SF State. Like, that's... I mean, you're already getting a degree at SF State. Like, why not just fucking make it stand-up comedy, right? At least it, that's like English, but like people are like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> you know, that's, that's way cooler. Just uh, stand-up comedy 104, uh, dick jokes. I'm taking it uh, Monday and Wednesday, 2 to 3. It's going to be great. I'm excited. That was fun, man. Um, you know, I get called a lot of names. I'm sure that resonates with a lot of you. That's why we're all here. Uh, uh, I actually got called the best name I've ever been called the other day, though. I was walking out of a show. This homeless guy looked me dead in the eye and just went, You got a dollar, gay Conan? Okay, everyone's heard that before. That's fine. I understand. But I have to do a tag to it. Okay, bear with me. <laughs> but uh, I was just like, honestly, that's a great roast. Like, I respected the hell out of it. Even the junkie right next to him was like, yeah, I see it. <laughs> oh, man. And honestly, I gave him $20 because it, it was really funny. I think you should support local art. And he had a box cutter. So you can't beat that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's all you need. That was fun. Um, I'm actually not gay. Um, you all know that, so this isn't going to work. But uh, uh, I, a lot of people think I'm gay, even after I tell them that I'm not. Uh, it's it's kind of confusing for people. Like, I'll, I'll tell women that I like men, and they're like, oh, so, so you're gay? I'm like, no, I'm actually bisexual. And they'll be like, oh, so you're not gay yet. Got it. Okay. Duly noted. That one doesn't work. I'm trying to figure out a new way to tell that one, but I'll figure it out. Um, what else do I have? Um, how are you doing, Casey? Doing great? Aren't you going to ask me how I'm doing? How are you doing? I'm doing good. We did it. <laughs> yeah. That's actually, that feels like most of my conversations nowadays. Like, it's just, good, good, you're out. Yeah. Have you ever actually talked to someone who had the gall to answer that question sincerely, like the how are you, and they actually give you an answer. That's the, that is a nightmare, right? Like when they, when they just give you like a spark notes on their year, like it's like that's not, I was trying to say hi, dude. That's the worst, right? Like you, you just say to someone like, oh, how are you? They're just like, oh, I'm actually doing great. I actually just got a chinchilla six months ago. He's been a little bit sick. I actually was trying to get a capybara, but then I went to Petco and I asked, do you guys have any capybaras? And they said, no, actually, we don't have any capybaras. They're actually illegal to own as a pet in California. And I was like, well, that sucks. Is there anything else you guys have? What do you think would be close to a capybara? And then they said, okay, a chinchilla might work because it's also a rodent. It also starts with a C and it also ends with an A. And that seems like what you're going for so I got a chinchilla and he is great I named him Ghostface Chinchilla because Ghostface Killa is my favorite member of Wu-Tang Wu-Tang and then you and then I, I honestly I took him over to my grandpa's place my grandpa loves Ghostface Chinchilla which is great because he is not gonna make it he's got another one to seven years left depending on how well his new kidney takes I'm talking about my grandpa not Ghostface Chinchilla they lived to about 10 years so yeah I'm doing pretty great how about you <laughs> and I'm just like um, I'm pretty good. Uh, could I get a grande macchiato? Uh, is that fun? Is that a fun? Do you think that would work with real people? That was like a, that felt like a pretty good reception from all comics for first time. So th like that's, 
That's the thing. I'm going to spend the last 30 seconds just uh, uh, pontificating. That's the thing about open mics. You got to find the levels. You got to find where it will work out, and then uh, you got then you take it to a real crowd and see where those levels uh, work out. You can only find how good your material is relative to other shit, um, and also relative to the context of the situation. And um, what I'm trying to say is, I'm trying to get funnier, <laughs> and it sucks. Um, but that's it. Okay, thanks, guys. Max Eddie, everyone. Max Eddie. I really like. Ghostface Chinchilla. Like, yeah, that's a okay. fun thing to say. Thank you. So, yeah, I, I think that joke will work with real people. Um, yeah. You know. Uh, and, and I think there are other beats. Because that was just, those two things were just things I was thinking about today, like, that could work. And if I, f like, if I find other beats to make that, you know, act out fun the whole way, then... It'll Who's the character, so. though? I lost who the person was. Like, I was like, he's doing a funny voice, but I didn't know who it was. So the idea I was going for is I don't say who it is, and then at the end, it's a barista. Like you got to give us something, though. Like, you have to name it at the beginning, because something, even if the punchline is a barista, something that a barista would... It doesn't have anything to do with barista, but you have to describe it, because it's like, it, I know it's not you, but I don't know who you're at all okay. like i don't know if it's a valley girl because it's very it's a specific cadence and voice act out that you're using but it's like is for me i was like i started getting interested when you said ghostface and chilla and then the first thing i thought was who is he he's not him who is he but it wasn't like i don't know the the i needed something before the payoff uh, that's all yeah but i, I the ghostface and chilla is something funny to say I um, I really like that act out too. Like I feel like to uh, jump on Pam's thing, like maybe just say the character's name and say how long have you known him? Because I'm assuming like you go to this barista every day, you know, like I don't know some woman named Cameron I know for seven years, and that's where the thing comes up. Then yeah, name you know, Cameron. I was like, like give a some, specific yeah, person. Yeah, just give some background context. Yeah, yeah. And I would really enjoy it if like with the beats you exaggerate the accent. You know, does that make sense? Like, say chinchilla again in that accent. Chinchilla. Now say it like more like you know. What chinchilla. I mean? Yeah, just like do a little head tilt or like something. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that was the one thing I would add is just uh, body position. So when you're being the other person, just have more uh, more physicality with the joke. That'll yeah. help sell it. Yeah, I think I, that was more like a we're here thing. I did. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> especially since you said in the beginning, like, I'm not gay. If you make that, you, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. Anyways, it has sort of a gay thing to it, but not that you have to. Anyway. I was actually doing it as a woman. That's what I was oh, going for. Oh, so Karen. Uh, well, fuck Karen. You yeah. know, like, but give her a name. Yeah. Uh, the, I had a tag for your gay Conan. Uh, you can say, no, I'm the straight carrot top. Or something. Think of another redhead. I'm the I'm the I'm the skinny Mario Batali. Just any yeah. other redhead is fine as a tag. Yeah. And you could go. I mean, do you have any other redheads that you can? You should just make a list of redheads. Uh, yeah. I yeah. I'm Pippi without ponytails. Now that's I feel like old, you're making fun of me. No, uh, that's an old. I, I'm I'm Wendy's and McDonald's had a child, and I'm the bastard son. Oh, now you're definitely making fun of me. <laughs> um, just really quick, you killed it on the chinchilla joke. Oh, I thought, like, I was like, I really hope he's taking an order at the end of this. <laughs> it took an order. Okay. Um, and also, like, with the bisexual one, maybe you could be like, when she's like, oh, so you're not gay yet, you could be like, oh, no, I'm on my second quarter. Like, yeah. You know, like, I'm on my final semester or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good looking out. 
Hey, everybody, clap wildly. Max Eddie. That was pretty much a perfect first person. It was just under eight minutes total for both comments. That was great, and everyone had great comments. Good job, everybody. Clap for yourselves. That was good. It was, didn't we? Aren't we out? I mean, we're <laughs> trying to get stuff out of it. Uh, your next comedian, I, I, I like this guy so much. Like, I, I, last week he got so angry, and I loved his anger, and I want to see if he brings it back and if it's shaped. Or Every week it's different. Put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Fuck yes. I may or may not bring that thing back. I just quit a job like 30 minutes ago, so I don't know. I may talk about that. Who knows? I don't know. I, um, I do know this. I went to LA a couple of weeks ago, and I tried the most dangerous drug to man. I did, man. I'm a fucking badass. It's Molly because it makes my, white men like me think we can dance. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson, it makes white men like you think they can dance. <laughs> That's a point. I love you, man. I do. I do. I, um, God damn it. What else is going to fucking say? I, uh, fuck me. Anybody here vote last week? Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Anybody, uh, take the day off of work to vote? You guys know California state law says that you can take two hours off of work, paid break to go vote. You guys know that? Yeah. Fucking use it, guys. Like, fucking, you can get paid to wait in line. It's amazing. I, I told my first, I worked two jobs. I told my first boss, like, hey, towards the end of my shift, I'm going to need two hours off to go and uh, vote. And then I called my second boss as soon as I got out of work. I'm like, hey, I need two hours off early my uh, shift to go and vote. Neither job knew about the other job, but both jobs definitely didn't know I mailed my ballot in 10 days ago. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that joke would work, but it has two days left. So I'm going to fucking milk the shit out of it. God damn it. Democracy in action makes me inactive as a person. It's insane. It is, though, guys. It is. Real joke. Didn't vote. <laughs> oh, I'm a dick. No, I, um... God damn it. I'll bring this back then. I'm, you know, fucking work on it. I work, uh, I picked up a second job, people, which, uh, means I don't have a life anymore. It sucks, guys. Like, I used to work fast food, and I'm 24 years old, which means I'm at this age of my life right now where people think I'm old enough to be considered a fuck-up in life, but still young enough to not be considered an adult. Does that make sense? Like, here's a, here's a perfect example. When I tell people I work in fast food, they go, oh, you're a fuck-up in life. But when I tell people I'm a stand-up comedian, they think I'm going to make it, you know? It's great. Yeah, all of you are going, ah, fuck you, none of us are going to make it. We know. It's weird, though. It is, man. Like, it's weird. I'm a barista now, guys. I'm a fucking barista, which means I'm twice as woke as I should be. Like, as soon as I got that job, I just knew shit. It's very ironic, though, because my entire job title is to make other people woke. You know? Yeah. But dumps. All right. It's fucking weird. I don't know. Like... I feel like people just give baristas too much credit in life. Like, why is it that a 35-year-old man living with, like, eight roommates in a shitty apartment can be, like, considered so artsy and shit because he makes you coffee with a fucking little acorn on top with the cream, you know? But me working two jobs, lives by myself, pay rent, I'm a fuck-up for working in fast foods. Like, it's saying, like, what's the difference between these two questions? Would you like fries with that, sir? Would you like whipped cream with that, sir? Fucking nothing. It's insane. These are how pretentious baristas are. Like, you guys ever go to, like, a fancy cafe and get, like, coffee art where it's got, like, a little tree or a heart or something that you don't even, didn't even ask for in the first place? 
You know? No, none of you guys got that? I'm pretty sure you guys did get it, but what you did as soon as you got that cup of coffee is put a fucking lid over it. Like, I have brothers who have made, like, shitty macaroni art. I love them. I still put that thing up. The, my barista gives me the reason to get, gives me the, the cup, that cup of shit, that cup of coffee that I need to get out of bed in the morning, and I just cover it up with a lid and give him a dollar and be like, fuck, you get the fuck out of my face. I don't know. Now it's turning into just unbridled hatred. There's, it's not conformed at all. All I do when I write jokes is just talk hate speech, and people laugh at it, so it makes me think I'm a good person for it. <laughs> Fucking Max. The whitest person should not be applauding for hate speech in this room. You should not, sir. You should not. I said whitest. No, that is that is the worst fucking. I'm just gonna leave it with that. I'm just gonna leave it on Max Eddie's white guilt. That's my time, guys. <laughs> white guilt, and you know what? You you actually did exactly four minutes, so you know what four minutes feels like. Yay! Clap for Hunter. He knows what four minutes feels like. You need to come up with a term for controlled hate speech. Something funny, like a, a hunterism, like a make up a word mm. but for controlled hate speech like make up a word for just your unbridled anger and at the end be like it's that you know and yeah. say your word and it'll be that is good yeah it'll I humanize it yeah and then i could do that with like everything i talk about you could just come up with new words but yeah i have a thing to say after jackson okay. jackson go ahead um i obviously love the molly joke because that's true as fuck uh, <laughs> and um yeah good stuff uh I also the barista thing is funny. I I'd love more uh, like compare it more to drug dealers. I think is that's right. Yeah, I was gonna. Okay. Yeah, we were talking like, about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what what drug dealer stereotypes can you uh, tack on to baristas and then go absurd with it. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I have to write some down. Uh, I would say with that barista thing. And it goes in with the voting too, like, and how you made everybody woke, but then you both suck. It's like, you're both part of the system. Why can't you get together and like be mad at the 1%? Like you're both after a dollar. Oh, he got $2. I only got a dollar. There are people making like $400 an hour and they don't do anything. They like read one email. So if you, all you baristas and fucking burger flippers and Hey, I'm one of them. I flip burgers twice a week. But like if, we all get together. What, like, why are you? I feel like after your rage, you can turn your rage turn into a into cooperative like a thing, yeah. right? And then be like, "Why am I bitching at them when we should be?" Like, you're you're bitching over a dollar, honestly. And there are people that they wipe their asses with like ten dollar bills. Think bigger, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hunter. Why aren't you overthrowing the ruling class? <laughs> And your stand-up set. Uh, depending, <laughs> I want to look up at you, but this mic is far enough away. Please don't. That I'm Please don't look up to me in that angle. Okay. Yeah, Please I don't. can understand. I don't want to either. But in any case, Just depending look at my on crush. how you want to, this isn't a shtick. We're not doing a shtick. <laughs> You're doing my shtick. On how you want to direct your hatred, you can speak in kind of the past tense how when you were only a fast food worker, you hated those pretentious baristas and how they lorded over you. And, and now, now I'm you're one, one of them. them. Oh. <laughs> At the same time. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, now you've become those overlords. Oh god. <laughs> I've sold out for a cup of coffee. Okay. <laughs> but remember when a cup of coffee, they're like, you can save a kid's life for the price of a cup of coffee. Well, you better now, when coffee's four motherfucking dollars, you better be <laughs> able to save a kid. <laughs> 
four dollars a day that's a lot I, you could I, you could pay my rent no you couldn't how much do you think hospitals cost Pam <laughs> in Africa they don't even have money right they still deal in shells like what's happening over there? Jesus Jesus <laughs> I made a room full of white people feel uncomfortable <laughs> it's a joke it's called a joke everybody <laughs> I love him see Hunter gets it he's laughing okay all right we good with the hate speech, guys? <laughs> Round of applause for hate speech. That's my time. It's, I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, we have to be unpretentious. That we're the Shakespearean fools, and we can tell the truth, but we have to shit on ourselves too. That's why the cream pie in the face always works. Your next comedian, another funny guy with a great sweater, put your hands together for James Boswick. Pam, I just bought this sweater. That is so sweet of you. Um, my girlfriend likes it. I have a new girlfriend. I want to talk about her. She's great, but um, we were in the bed last night and I asked let's go anal right and uh, she refused and uh, I didn't know I was dating like a full-on homophobe then I don't get it it's crazy like I'm an ally I'm an ally so the politics is personal and she's got fucked up politics I just want to say that right now um, I was also a few weeks ago talking to her about um, like the Catholic abuse scandal, right? Sex scandals, terrible. I was just saying that it's pretty awful. It's pretty awful. And uh, she said, totally. And then she leans in. She's like, yeah, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? And I was like, hmm, okay, wait. How does that get any worse than that? You know what I mean? It's like sex scandal cover-up. That's, that's like the, that's the bottom of the iceberg right there. You know, it's not like... Oh, the whole molestation thing is terrible, granted. But did you know that the Catholic Church owes like 20 years worth of back taxes? That's insane, right? I think that's... Do we have any snowboarders here? Does anybody like to snowboard? All right. I hate you. I don't like you at all. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, but I don't know why I, uh, I revered snowboarders so much like they were so punk and rebellious compared to skiers fuck skiers but if you like if you map out the straight white elitist bro sports right the set of chromosomes of like a snowboarder compared to a skier are like 99 percent similar like it's basically the same you got to rent out boots boards right lift ticket cabin in the woods right and a shit ton of money for all that there's like no difference between the two except for like Snowboarders have one less ski, right? This is like nothing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I do like being in the mission here. Mission is great. I'm always here. There's such like a great kind of like Latino pride that goes on here and all this like beautiful murals around. But um, it's pretty disgusting somehow. Uh, some of these murals get like defaced and graffitied, right? And uh, like on 25th, uh, there's this huge Frida Kahlo one, and I don't even know how they did it, but uh, somebody graffitied and put like a like a mustache on her and like a unibrow. It's like faint, but it's like pretty ignorant, you know? Okay, art joke. Okay, she's a great artist. All right. Um, 
Whoever. Um, so I just want to say about my friends is that I really got to put a stop to them telling the same fucking stories over and over and over again. You know, I really got to put a, a stop to it. I mean, like my girlfriends, girlfriends have done it in the past, but they have like sex with me. So it's like forgiven. But with friends, the, I feel like the whole point of friendship, like the, it, it can come down to like entertaining one another, you know? And it's like, you can't keep using, you can't keep coasting on the same plant fucking story. Todd, it's terrible. Get it up. Go back, research my interests, right? Have three rough drafts, all right? And then be ready for it, okay? Friendship's all about highly scripted conversations, okay? I need that. Tear it up. Um, lastly, um, I just found out that uh, my sister's husband, super tiny tongue, very tiny tongue, doesn't go past his teeth, right? I just noticed it two weeks ago. I turned to my sister. She confirms it. Yeah, it's crazy. And it, I don't know how to describe the feeling of just feeling pity for your sister's oral sex well-being. It was just so sad, you know? Then I find out she goes to the dentist, and dentist tells her she has the smallest mouth he's ever seen. So tiny tongue, tiny mouth, their, their oral sex is just, just fucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you. That's it. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to leave it on that. <laughs> James Boswick. Well, you know what four minutes feels like because I'll give you a compliment at the top. I don't know what you were doing, but I was so engaged that I didn't look at my... I didn't look at the thingy until to, at the time until it was like 3.37. And then I was like, oh shit. And then I waited for a time and I honked you, but you ended at like 4.15. So you know timing, that's good. Okay. But my point, my compliment to you is that I, I I don't know what you were doing. I liked your art joke, and but just you up there, I was just like, he's you're just awkward and funny, just like you. you. Like you could, you could like read a Dr. Seuss book, and I'd be like, okay, like I'm in. Do that, you know. Maybe (laughs) it's the sweater. Maybe it's that I'm feeling like you've got this like Mr. Rogers vibe, and I'm just like in. You love this sweater. (laughs) Well, I was I was engaged. I haven't washed it. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I have other things when other people talk. Yeah, yeah. Other people. Right off the bat, I love your sweater. Thank you. In terms of the Frida Kahlo joke, yes. Kahlo joke, I'm oh, wor- wondering if it would work better if the order was reversed a little bit, like the mm-hmm. mustache and eyebrow part was done first, and then it was revealed to be Frida Kahlo. Oh, but okay. I don't okay. know. I might be wrong on that. That's something to experiment no, no, with. No, no, that's great, yeah. Then... I don't know. I'm just thinking about the oral sex of your sister and her husband. And wouldn't it depend somewhat on the proportions of their genitalia? True. Yeah. True. That's my next question for my sister. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You should. should (laughs) How big is everything? (laughs) Nobody. nobody. Uh, Is that opening joke that you wanted the butt sex? Is that why it's funny? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that wasn't clear. So I got at the beginning okay. that like you wanted it, like you wanted to do it, but then I didn't realize at the end that you wanted it in the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like okay. I, it wasn't You're clear confused. enough to right. me. And cause I wrote actually down is the joke that you want the butt sex. <laughs> and then I thought about it for a minute and then I said, I like your art joke. Okay. And then after the retelling, Oh, after the retelling of a story, I would go in a different direction with the person that tells the story over and over. I would yeah. make it into a whole joke where I would kind of open with your joke 
and then tell us a story, a story joke that's pretty quick. Okay. And then, but memorable, but something really quick. And then say that about, ugh, when, you know, when someone retells a story over and over and over, and then you tell us the thing that you did at the beginning. (laughs) Right. Tell us the same thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But even if you told it to us at the beginning, like, I can't believe it, you guys, I did this crazy thing, which you could do with, like, you could say anything, really. But it'd be about retelling that later. So you'd get a double punch out of it. But I didn't know, like, I didn't necessarily get where you were going with, like, I'm writing your dream. You're living my dream. Or I didn't, I was like, okay. what? I really liked the, uh, a comic bitching about people telling the same story over and over. Mm-hmm. Cause that's all we do. That's yeah. So <laughs> I thought that was really funny. The irony. Oh man. <laughs> Wait, what was the phrase you used to try to initiate anal sex? Um, what the, that she's a homophobe. Is that what you said. Yeah. I heard let's go anal. Did I say that? Let's go anal. You know what I'm saying? Let's go anal. Let's go. Let's go anal. Let's go. Let's go anal. Let's go. It's a cheer. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, hey, everybody, clap wildly for James Bostwick. next comedian you guys are all doing a really good job by the way we're still keeping on time and everyone's giving great comments so yay you uh your next comedian put your hands together for sergio gonzalez what's up oh okay see you later max i liked how uh max said that he looks like a gay conan see you later max (laughs) (laughs) Um, people usually tell me that I look like Nicolas Cage, which, um, it sucks. Um, but it was like an old lady. She came up to me when I was working at Lowe's and it was like thinner. She was like, you look like a young, handsome Nicolas Cage. And like from that day on, like everyone's like, yo, you look like Nicolas Cage. And I was like, what the fuck? But I was like, when the fuck was he ever young and handsome? Like (laughs) if this was the nineties, would I be getting like a bunch of Con Air pussy? Why can't I look like James Franco? Um, you guys ever tried sucking your own dick before? Come on, a little, ah. No? I did it, I done it once. I was like 14, and I know what you guys are thinking, like, yo, he's got a big old dick. No, it was like momentum, positioning, um, months of training. <laughs> and I finally did it, but it was like a little quick, little pop, pop. And uh, I remember being super disappointed because it felt like I was sucking a dick and not getting my dick sucked. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I was 14 and it was just like a Girls Gone Wild commercial. Um, but, uh, I still think to this day, I was like, maybe I did have a big penis when I was young and it was like a Big Mac theory. Like did Big Macs get smaller or did my hands get bigger? Sorry. Um, I just started smoking weed again. Like, yeah, no, this shit is way too strong. I waited like eight years. And I'm like, holy shit, I've never been this high in my life. Um, but I hate how people are like, yo, you should smoke weed. It makes you not give a fuck. But I feel like it makes me give a fuck about shit that shouldn't receive any fucks. <laughs> like, I was way too focused the other day on like sitting down. I was like, yo, like I'm sitting kind of weird right now. 
I was at a concert. I was like, yo, am I sitting right? Like, is this weird? Did I forget how to sit? Fuck, people are looking at me right now. I'm sitting pretty fucking weird. Oh, man, did I shit my pants? I think I shit my pants. I better not get up because people are going to think that I shit my pants. Wait, I'm just a guy sitting down covering up the fact that he shit his pants. Way too stoned. Um, <laughs> thank you, guys. That's it. Super quick. My bad. My timing is really off. Sergio Gonzalez, a great set. That was a fire two minutes and 30 seconds. Sweet. Super fire. No, it was. It was funny all the way through. Thank you. I have comments, but let our hunter go. He seems effusive. Okay. Um, one, I really like that suck in your own dick joke. It's I feel like it's funny. fucking hilarious. It's really good. You know? Um, I really, I'd really like to hear... Not personally, but on stage. I'd really like to hear like exactly how you were able to do it. Oh, I know. I you forgot know? to... I was like, I, about it. I, don't know, I was just thinking, like, what were you about to tell me the story? I was like really hoping he went too too far and gagged on it, you know? <laughs> or like, I wanted to be like a horrible... Like, maybe with some lint in your mouth or something. Okay. You know, just like make it be as fucking descriptive as possible about okay. that. And then just a side comment. When I applauded for your weed, I was re- like, we were smoking weed again. I was really... I thought it was really funny that you said, no, don't, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was going to talk about uh, getting into detail with the dick sucking, but my name's on the radio, and I didn't want to bomb that joke, and I'm just the guy who talked about sucking his own dick. Like, Well, and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't focus on the dick sucking as much as I would about the preparation for the dick sucking. Like, okay. what kind of stretches you had to do, mm. like, if you did, like, one leg out, and, for like, sure. the other, like, if you had to study with ballerinas or gymnastics, if you were, like, watching the Olympics, and you were like, I can fucking do this. Okay. Do you know, like, you saw some guy on the Olympics in Wait. 96, and you're like fucking this is gonna happen you know like that's the kind of that I would have liked that more the story. I don't want to hear more about you sucking your own dick I wouldn't okay. be into that I'd be like yeah 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 another comic talking about his dick <laughs> thank you maybe it wasn't the destination it was the journey yeah. <laughs> I want to hear all about the uh, failed attempts first like you didn't like you know it wasn't like you like achieved it first try right yeah yeah okay <laughs> God, that's, I'm sorry, that's so beautiful because then you're disappointed about one, not getting your dick sucked and two, not sucking dick. Oh. <laughs> that's good. You feel like double that. shame. Yeah. All right. You could always jack yourself off though at the end though, so that's fine. Uh, just about shitting your pants when you're high. Hit a little too close to home. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, I've, I've done that same feeling too where like I'm on the bus and I feel like I'm going to fall over and I'm like, why aren't there seatbelts on the bus? Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm probably too high to be riding the bus yeah. right now. I'm going to d- d- defy Pam and go back to dick sucking. <laughs> I'm just uh, thinking about the number 69 and what one of those would look like and I'm kind of landing at a number eight. Just think about that. Oh, wow. That's good. Huh. Yeah, because yeah, if his legs were, if his feet were together and he was sucking his own dick, he would be making two circles with his body. One with his legs. Do you legs. guys want to know how I sucked my, like I was, <laughs> like I was on my back and my legs were like flying up in the air. Oh, really? Yeah. That way? That's it really was interesting. It was intense. So you did it. See, I was thinking you were leaning forward like the splits, like in gymnastics, but nay, it was more no, yoga. It was man. more over the head. Yeah. It's more over the head and bending back. This is very... I wonder if the ancient Indian people could actually suck their own dicks. Yeah, you guys. Take, take notes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's great. The method was completely different than I thought it would be. All right. You're, you're, that was great. You had a great set. Yeah. Everybody clap wildly for Sergio. Yeah. 
never thought over the legs over the head. I thought forward. I, 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 I mean, I'm 44 years old and I've heard about guys sucking their own dicks, you know, since I was a child too, but I never thought of it in that. My mind has just been blown. <laughs> I'm like, now I know why they do yoga. <laughs> Your next comedian. Your next comedian look like she looks like she does a lot of yoga. Uh, but it doesn't matter what she looks like because she's an intelligent and hilarious woman. No, I just hate to like be like, she's so pretty. I mean, she is, but I just feel like women don't necessarily have to be constantly applauded for their beauty, although she is, but also for their talent and intelligence. Uh, put your hands together for Rachel D. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, so I'm a teacher. And uh, I, I do find it fulfilling, you know, to inspire so many young men's wet dreams. No, not at all, actually. So much so that I teach at an all-girls school, right, just to avoid it all together. Um, but there is a big difference, actually, between teaching boys and teaching girls. Uh, like, when you teach a boy, uh, they're more like puppies, you know? You just got to tell them no, smack them in the face and rub their little face in it, and then they won't do it again, you know? If you try that with a girl, she will scratch your face off and pee in your bed, you know? Girls are like cats. Yeah, got that all mixed up. Uh, I teach history, and uh, usually I enjoy it. There's, uh, I, but knowing a lot about history kind of fucks with me sometimes when I smoke too much weed and watch cartoons. Um, does anybody else do that? You smoke a lot of weed and watch some cartoons, right? Yeah, yeah, usually that's cool, it's fun. But I overanalyze the shit out of things and then see conspiracy theories, right? Like, I don't know if you guys know about the Smurfs. Have you heard about the Smurfs, right? The, the, the cute, adorable, three apples high, racist motherfuckers? Have you, I mean, what other group walks around all day wearing their clan hats? I mean, and then the villain, the villain's name is Gargamel. Gargamel is a legit Jewish name, guys. I mean, think about it. Black hair, big nose. He's basically George Costanza in a dress. You know? And his whole goal is to snatch up Smurfs and turn them into gold. Right? Way to lean into Jewish stereotypes, Gargamel. Right? Yeah, right? This is what happens when I smoke too much weed and watch cartoons. Okay, it gets worse. It gets worse. His whole plan for how to infiltrate the Smurf commune it's a Smurf commune. It really is. I mean, no, there's no money exchanging hands, right? I mean, if there was, maybe they could afford shirts. Uh, so his whole plan is to create an evil Smurfette and drop her into the Smurf collective, right? This is Smurfette's origin story, guys. She was first created by Gargamel, and she had black hair and a big nose, okay? And I'm thinking, wait, Gargamel, this plan of yours to, to drop this Jewish-American Smurfette into a mushroom kingdom. It's a mushroom kingdom, guys. It's, all the houses are the same, communist architecture, just saying. But so he, I was like, that doesn't sound like a good plan, really, right? It sounds like, I mean, it'd be like snatching up Sarah Silverman and dropping her in a Trump rally, you know? Like, what's she going to do, sass them to death? I don't know. So... Papa Smurf is like, oh, hell no, we ain't having any Jewish bitches up in this mushroom kingdom, right? And, well, Papa Smurf for one second. He wears all red. He's the bushy-bearded dictator of the Smurf village. Papa Smurf is Karl Marx. Yeah. So Papa Marx is like, oh, hell no, and he wives his fascist wand, and poof, Smurfette is blonde with a little nose. Okay, so this TED Talk was brought to you by the Snorks. 
Uh, next time I will be discussing the wage disparity in DuckTales. Sweat. <laughs> Uh, also, I also have to say real quick, you know, it is fucking hard to be a millennial, all right? I am like so exhausted, probably mostly because I'm 41. Uh, but I can't help letting my age show, like, I don't know why, but I keep offering to MapQuest shit. Okay, thanks guys, I'm Rachel D. Rachel D. That Smurf joke is like solidly written from beginning to end. I mean, the only thing I would say is you say the word Mushroom Kingdom twice, and that first time you say it, put in some German place, like the Black Forest, or because Karl Marx is from Germany. Gotcha. Although, I mean, it, you sort of said it in communist Russia, but it doesn't have to be in like Russia. I would, I would mention some specific German place, because okay. then it also gives a little homage to the Nazis, because you're already talking about the Jewy thing, so you might as well. But it was, it's a really, really, really well-constructed joke. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, I was gonna say at the punch where like you're talking about how Gargamel drops the Smurfs uh, and like turns them into gold. Yeah. Like I think maybe you can let just that fact sit. Like let people think about that for a second because I had to like summon that up. I was like, oh yeah, he did try to fucking do that. And like it's already like so weird that if you maybe let like that the pause after that. Okay. Be like, yeah, he's a, like leaning. Oh, okay. Head. All right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I like. I like a moment of silence. That works. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anything else? Really, guys? Come on. Well, they're just, it's a really well-constructed joke. I don't right, think that, I mean, right. I, oh, I found that one one thing to yeah, add. Okay. That's yeah, it. I it's like, like it. I mean, it's good you ran the joke because it's a really good joke. In front of like real people, slow down and it's yes. five, I mean, it's five minutes if you slow down. Cool. Do you have other cartoon rants like ready? Yeah, well, I have the, the, the DuckTales wages. I wasn't sure if those <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I, also, I also could go off on Wonder Woman for forever. Um, yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't having only female students just reduce the chances of the wet dreams and not deplete the possibility entirely? I said that very strangely. <laughs> oh, are you thinking because I of messed, lesbians? Yeah, I messed the setup up of, of that joke. I messed it up. It's like boys are like puppies and girls are like cats, and then it's oh, instead if you of try the that with a, being, if you try that with a girl, she'd scratch her face off and pee in your bed. Right. right. Then, so that's you yeah. tried to flip it tonight, and it works better with telling us at the beginning. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think so. I don't know where you get your info, but my dog likes to pee in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't have, you can use that ending if you said, you know, boys are snips and snails and puppy dog tails and girls are, but no, but then that's puppy dogs. Nah, nah, yeah. I don't know. The difference but between I, I under, and dogs. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I get the point that that's why you call little girls pussies. <laughs> All right, I like that's, that. <laughs> Do this, the setup about being a history teacher and smoking a lot of weed and then how that fucks with watching cartoons, did that, did that work? Whatever, you're just introducing yourself. Okay, yeah, all right, okay. I'm just trying to, like, because just going off on the Smurfs without that, why is she going off on the Smurfs? Like, I'm that's Well, whatever audience you get to, you've got to make them like you before yeah. you start your material. So they have to know a little bit about who you are and yeah. what you are pretty I just, quickly. I wanted, I wanted a reason to go off on the Smurfs, like, like, you know, like, it's because I get really high and watch cartoons. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, that works then. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. Oh. Yay, Rachel D. Yay. Right. Woo -ba -da -doo. 
All right. Your next comedian. Uh, hey, Jackson, it's your choice whether you want to go up or do whatever you want. Tell us what you how you want us to. Oh, there's a microphone in front of you, too. You don't have to. You could just turn around if you want. Uh, but your next comedian, it's nice to see him. I haven't seen him in a lot, while. Put your hands together for Jackson McBrayer. There we go. Uh, so a little bit about me. I was adopted. And um, my birth parents were both drug addicts, but at least they were pretty. That's the best thing I can say about them. Uh, I kind of want to see what a Trump rally would look like if everyone was on Molly. I, I don't know what would happen, but that would be interesting to me. Uh, gentrification is sure as fuck real. There was a comic on stage who was like, what's the opposite of gentrification? And I thought he was legitimately asking, so I yelled out, culture! And I accidentally heckled him and fucked up his set. So that can happen. Uh... Don't always yell out things when you think people are asking questions, because sometimes it fucks them up. Uh, yeah, um, I do want to change my wheelchair into a bong and also a flask. But then I thought about it, and I was like, hey, is there a yellow booze that I could just hide in a catheter that I don't use? <laughs> like, that's a pretty brilliant way to smuggle booze into anywhere. Be like, no, it's my piss. Leave it alone. Like, that's pretty great. Like, I could literally bring booze anywhere as long as it's yellow. So, like, add food coloring to vodka, and I'm golden. Uh, life hacks, guys. Uh, <laughs> I used to steal shit because um, everyone goes through a klepto phase. At least I tell myself that because I did. Um, and what I would do is I'd buy one DVD from like Walmart or Target. Um, and then I would steal like five and I just put them in my wheelchair. And when the sensor would go off, I just look really sad and confused. And then let me go. It's fucking amazing. Uh, the other thing I love doing is like, you know, when some asshole is taking a shit in the crippled stall, even though all the other stalls are free. Um, when that happens, I just sit outside of the stall and just look sad at them. It's cathartic as fuck for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a dick. It's fun. I, um, I haven't done Molly in a while, and I think it's important to do Molly every once in a while because it reminds my brain how to be happy. Um, you know, just something that I was thinking about. I, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's weird. My, uh, my parents invited me to church recently and I'm a lapsed Catholic, which means that I still believe there's a, I still don't believe in God, but I still think I'm going to hell. So it's like the worst of both worlds. Yeah. Um, it's funny to me. Uh, I, I love drinking. I, um, I found out that, uh, I play this game called Better or Worse, where I get up and walk after I've been drinking, and if I'm walking better, then I keep drinking, and if I'm walking worse, I sit the fuck down and keep drinking. So it's pretty great. Um, I thought that my superpower was broken because I was hanging out with all comedians, and comedians are all broke, and then I was hanging out with like real people, and I got a fuck ton of free booze, and I was like, oh good, it still works. Like My favorite thing, well my least favorite favorite thing, is some asshole at bars always goes like, hey man, how'd you end up in a wheelchair? Just like, I got shot! Oh my god, can I buy you a beer? Yeah, yeah, you can, every time, works every time. <laughs> I, uh, I was at a bar, and this woman told me she was a lesbian, and then made out with me. And I was like, oh, it feels good to be back in San Francisco. Like, that's, that's pretty awesome. 
I, I don't know what it is about me, but like women will often like sit in my lap and make out with me, which is cool. Um, except get my consent first. Like I had this woman who like literally straddled me and my arms were down at my wheels and I couldn't stop her. Guys, I like sexual assault, but like it was funny. Like, I don't know. It's weird. That's, <laughs> this does feel like a Trump rally. It's all white people and like two women. It's great. <laughs> Jackson McBrayer, everyone. What did I do? Trump rally brought it all back around. Yay! I thought after your Trump rally on Molly, you could make a gang rape joke. Am I an awful person? Is that is that too much? No, I'm sorry. I I very much enjoyed your set. I liked all your new stuff about your favorite things about being in your wheelchair. It's a bunch of new stuff. I love it. Your other stuff was like there was just about it was about the girls making it, but there was a different. It was all you, this is all new stuff. I haven't heard this stuff before, so I appreciate that. Um, and all that stuff about the bong flask, wheelchair, golden shower, golden pee. That all that stuff was really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I think you can lean into that cool things about being in your wheelchair stuff. I think it's funny. Yeah, I was really hoping when you're talking about form of any form of yellow liquid, I thought you were going to sneak in Smirnoff ice. You know, to get like the biggest catheter in the world and have it like come in the, it starts at the bar empty, like, you know, full and then when you leave the bar it's empty and you go to explain that to the door guy. <laughs> like I feel like there's a very beautiful moment that should be talked about there. So I, uh, I steal booze from the bar and fill up my catheter. That's what you're saying? No, I was saying coming with the um, coming coming with the catheter, smearing off ice, and then at the end of it, it's gone. He's like, "What happened?" He's like, "You got to clean that up. I just book it or you know something, something." Oh, I see. Because no one because no one knows there's alcohol in it. Yeah. And then it's yeah. Why would why would you come in with a? What are you gonna hide your cat anyway? Spending an hour looking for pee that's not there. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Then someone's job is looking for pee. That's very funny. I feel like for better flow, you could tie in stealing things and your parents inviting you back to church. Ah, you could like tie it in together. Because yeah, like, yeah. I mean, what if you like stole money from the church? Like I, your face is coming back? I've always found that ironic that like they say when you're bad, you should go to church. But that's where the most money is like freely be being put out to steal. <laughs> like it's being passed around. <laughs> I was thinking in terms of the Molly at the Trump rally that it would end up with something like, hey, everybody join hands. We don't need to build a wall. We are the wall. <laughs> Red something Rover, Red Rover, don't send the Mexicans over. <laughs> oh, feel this wall. Oh, my God, this wall feels amazing. That's my piece. I wanna, in any case, I want to hear Trump supporters being high on Molly. Have you ever been to Costco? <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> There's so many chips. <laughs> any other any other comments? Hey everybody, Jackson McBrayer, yay! I think we're about we're a little over halfway through the joke workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. And your next comedian 
Hey, she's the new lady. Uh, that's right. I do remember you. This young lady, I met her at Cobb's Comedy on a Tuesday, and she got up for the open mic, and she's been doing comedy for two months. And I said, my God, how incredibly brave of you to be doing comedy for a mere two months. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to go get up at Cobb's. Fuck yeah. And she did really well. So put your hands together for Suzanne Christopherich. <laughs> Suzanne Kristopovich. Povich. It's okay. Um, I like to say Kristopo, bitch. That gets the crowd up and ready for energy. Um, I want to talk about something that makes my eyes roll. Uh, you know the couples that match their shit? Like sweatshirts and hats and stuff? Like that just totally makes my eyes roll. Just thinking about it, there's this young woman right now on her phone looking at, at this very moment, looking up matching sweatshirts for couples. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She clicks on the sort by price, low to high, of course, and then scrolls, 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 scrolls all the way, and screenshots a set of Mickey and me, Minnie sweatshirts and sends that to her boyfriend, saying, I'm about to get these, babe. And then um, with a flood of the mouse and heart eyes emoji, you know? That's what people are doing now, right now, at this moment. But she double clicks on the home button and goes back to her shopping cart, throws down 60 bucks, and then two weeks later, she's trying so hard to make him wear his I'm her Mickey sweatshirt, (laughs) only for him to break up with her three months later, and then she's like, oh God, what do I do with my I'm his mini sweatshirt? So, yeah couples matching stuff it's just like a waste of money I think uh and that reminded me the other day when I saw a couple wearing the face masks masks with the loops around the ears and I thought oh I wonder if they coordinate to the match or if they're just in love <laughs> um, I'm from the Sierra Nevadas or you know the mountains that has a bunch of dank weed being grown uh so I'm pretty f- I'm used to all the smoke in the air. Uh, reminds me of home. Uh, but that's not a stoner joke. Uh, part, the part of California I'm from was actually on fire this past summer, um, unfortunately. But uh, anyways, I do smoke weed, though, uh, a.k.a. fire. And uh, not a lot, but a bunch. Uh, I used Ease for the first time a couple weeks ago. You know Ease, the delivery system? Like, you get the app, you del- get weed delivered to you. Weed is so legal right now that you can get it delivered to you in front of a Target, in front of a Babies R Us. And uh, yeah, anywhere in public, just not on a school campus. And you can get it in front of a YMCA. You can get weed delivered in front of that. Your grandparents couldn't do that (laughs) in their prime. Young men, I said, what's in your hand? Yeah. Yeah, this is like I just wrote this yesterday. But uh, any yoga fans in here? Woo! <laughs> What's your favorite position? Uh, I feel like there should be more 420 friendly places that do yoga so you can like loosen your joints and smoke them too. Um, like, nah, nah, I'm gonna stink this place up. Uh, <laughs> I hear people saying I'm dying all the time, but like, have you heard of yoga? But I hear, oh God, I'm dying. 
And I think, whoa, not everyone gets to throw that phrase around, Rebecca. Today, I'm dying often means you're laughing so hard you can barely breathe, or your cell phone, laptop, tablet, Apple Watch, Fitbit, Google Glass, or vape battery is running low on its last drops of strawberry kiwi plum par paradise juice. Um, so if you hear a white girl say she's dying, do not call her an ambulance. Just get her a bottle of water and a phone charger at most. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's all I have that for this time. Thank you for listening. Suzanne Kristapovich. Uh, I would say, oh, you stay up there. I would say that once you have it memorized, it'll be totally different. And um, like, you can tell, even though like it's on the radio, like the radio listeners will be able to tell, I'm not lifting any veils by saying that we could tell you were reading. No. Like, it's not like that we're, but the people on the radio, it's just, you can tell. And so that's things usually sometimes on the radio you can be reading, but it's almost like, it's almost like you, there was a point where the light just faded out of your eyes and you're like, I'm just reading it. Like you weren't even, like you were saying it loud, but you weren't like performing it anymore. Like it wasn't coming from you. It was like, if it just felt distant. Um, but the writing is good. Just you have to slow down because you have to give us, I think that once you have it memorized and it's in your body, like you'll know where the beats are. Cause there's a lot of funny stuff in there. You just gotta like know where to stop and look at us and engage us. Oh, well, no, but that's what you're, that, I mean, that's what we're here for. It's just like, but the timing comes with having it memorized too. Cause then once you have it memorized, then you have to make it not sound like a script and try to make it sort of like you're talking to us, like it's all natural and real. And that's its own thing, but that comes too. But your writing, I mean, your writing's there. It's funny stuff. The, the delivery. Right now it's, yeah, right now your delivery is, is, is a problem. Uh, I have one other thing but after other people say things. But, I mean, it, the, the writing is good. The writing is there. It's just about we have to like you and want to listen to you. Is that a terrible thing? I didn't mean that. I don't mean that I don't like you. I like you. I didn't mean it like that. You just sort of like disengaged for a minute and we're reading it. Other people. You're super good at comedy. I like all your jokes. They were all really good. Everybody likes you. <laughs> um, so I like, I really like your joke about couples that match stuff. That's a cool, like everybody knows what you're talking about. That's I like, I kind of wanted to play with the concept of like, people are, oh, look, it, we're matching to hide the like deep despair behind their eyes, you know? And, you know, there can be phases of people matching stuff. So first you match on the website and then you wear matching ah. clothes then you have matching towels then you have matching glazed facial expressions when they inevitably discover levels of chemical interaction and the serotonin dumps just aren't coming through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought the same I would even, with that one at the beginning, like, I felt like, because you were talking about other people, I was like, how can you make it about yourself? Because that'll make us be like, because your first thing you said was like, here's a comment on other people. And so if somehow either you're, I want to know why you're looking at the other people. Are you jealous that they're in a relationship? Are you in a relationship and you're like, matching is gross? Or are you like, matching is awesome. I really wish I had someone to match with. Like, I wanted to know where you were coming from and why you had this perspective on the people. Um, and then I had a, that uh, Babies R Us, that was great. Um, your grandparents couldn't even smoke in front of a Y, couldn't even smoke cigarettes in front of a YMCA, let alone smoke or something. I don't know. It's like the 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that whole concept too. I think your, your concepts are right there. Just um, a comedian gave me a piece of advice once. He said, your material is just a way for you to talk to the audience for them to know who you are and to like you. So just like, I, I, I think just once you memorize your stuff, you'll be in a completely different situation. I liked your jokes a lot. I would say that the first one with the matching was a little long in the tooth. Like if you've ever written the entire thing down before, there's some parts that could probably be excised to just make it a little punchier. Uh, and then in terms, this is a very minor detail, but something to me about Babies and R Us and YMCA reads like older to me, like not current location, so maybe... I think, like, Toys R Us is out of business now. Is there still the Babies R Us? That's the YMCA. The YMCA is, like, so an icon of, like, the 70s and before, though. The Y, have you heard of that? The Y? The Y. It is the YMCA. Yeah. yeah. It still exists. It still exists. Still that might just be me. Hey, everybody, clap wildly for Suzanne Kristapovich! Uh, can someone throw the list into me? Um, I, there's, I only got the first half. Thanks. Yay. Your next comedian. Another funny guy. Put your hands together for Starler Burns. Oh, I shouldn't have been providing such helpful commentary. I didn't realize I was next. Uh, so trends come and go. My favorite growing up was probably the Pokemon cards. I had no idea how to play that game, but I had to catch them all. I did. Another trend that's been making a major comeback lately is unbridled racism. Bigotry. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you've been bridling your bigotry, come on, man. Let loose. It's time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not in charge of what's popular, but I would have preferred a slap bracelet comeback. Those things were fun. And, you know, it's not too mysterious. Obviously, bigotry never went away, but it was a little more hidden for a while. But, you know, just imagine the iconic scene from Free Willy, except the boy is Donald Trump and the whale is prejudice. Yeah, you're right not to laugh at that. Orcas are dolphins, not whales. <sighs> In any case, I've been thinking a lot about prejudice lately, and I believe that the first step to overcoming prejudice is acknowledging prejudice. You can't cure a disease that you have not diagnosed. So that's why I'm going to acknowledge my prejudices to you. I had myself snapping. That's at least something. <laughs> Prejudice number one. I do not think I am capable of respecting a man wearing a baseball cap. The only thing you're pitching is poor fashion sense. I don't care if you're actually at a baseball game, man. If here is my respect and admiration, you're out of here. Prejudice number two, people who don't laugh at my jokes. Prejudice number two. There's never been a single instance in my life where I thought to myself, oh good, there's a DJ. Do I even need to say anything to that? I mean, you don't want to see me at the club. It's like, everybody get low? No. No. Prejudice number three. Man, I'm getting a load off my chest. This is helpful for me, even if it's not for you. 
Not so sure about those Italians. That's it. I, do I need to say more of that? Like, you know, I know we let them be white like a hundred years ago. I'm just thinking maybe there should be an occasional audit of that decision. Nope, nothing. <laughs> okay, so that was the first step to overcoming prejudice, acknowledging mine. Like most people, I have exactly three prejudices. Unfortunately, I have not figured out any of the other steps. <laughs> So moving just along, let's see if anything else lands. Kind of a car crash in slow motion so far, but everyone enjoys those some primal extent. I did something really dumb the other day. You guys want to know what? Yes, I answered for you. I actually paid money for OkCupid. Wow. Could y'all just take a moment to just call me a moron idiot? That was a honking noise, not what I asked for. But I guess I just gotta keep soldiering on. That's kind of the theme of this set. Yeah, so clearly not much came out of paying for OkCupid. I wanted to see my likes, I did. Really the only thing interesting that happened was that I got liked by a guy who was looking to suck a straight dude's dick while his girlfriend watched. That wasn't the interesting part, though. The interesting part was the very next day, I got liked by a woman who was looking to have her boyfriend suck a straight dude's dick while she watched. I think those events might have been related. Nah, I'm kidding. Clearly, this was a couple that thought making a date night out of sucking my dick would be romantic. It was not romantic at all. I did not realize that three people could enthusiastically consent to something that would leave them all feeling violated. <laughs> I practice radical regret in my sexual politics. And with that, I'm gonna think I'm gonna leave it. Any questions first? Any questions? Okay, that's it then. <laughs> Starler Burn! Stay up there, yay! Yay! Paid for OkCupid? Mm -hmm. So when you do, do that, you sort of told us as you were going along, but didn't really tell us like what that actually means. You paid to, you said later on that like, I guess you pay to unlock and see what people like or don't mm -hmm. like about you. I wanted I'd, to see those likes. I'd mentioned that at the top because then it re the reveal is that like, <laughs> nobody liked anything i basically got to see that i was ignored and this wasn't really, you know what i mean like i'd really unpack that for us i wasn't wholly ignored no no but there but, but then it goes into the whole thing about the people wanting to suck right, your right, dick right. and stuff which is very funny no, but that's it's actually like, how it's written it's just not how it was performed tonight oh uh, well i would just I, it makes sort of if, if the, the funny part of it is like that you I mean, it is funny. You're a good-looking guy. There's no reason that you shouldn't. People shouldn't be paying attention to you on those stupid websites. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you have the wrong algorithms or something. I don't know. But um, I think it's. But also, are any of the people on that real? Aren't they all like fake Russian bots? Fake news. I think that I, I, I don't think OK Cupid's wholly fake news. I think they do fake people. Russian cyber agenda. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> what have I enraptured myself in? Uh, other other comments. Uh, I thought your free Willy joke was really strong. I actually like that a lot. The uh, the idea you got like, a funny way of showing it, partner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, long stares are my form of laughter. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was pretty. It was pretty clever. Like Donald Trump as a kid and like freeing this giant monster of a whale onto the world, but it's been like born and bred in captivity for a while, so it's kind of like angsty. I hate that whale. I wish they had kept them locked up. Yeah. I'm actually talking about Free Willy again, yeah. not the prejudice. 
That didn't come out right. Don't worry about it. He defied his masters. <laughs> you actually are. If you're siding with SeaWorld right now, you're on the wrong side of history. You're in trouble. There would be like a scandal. Is that what you're doing? Sounds like you like that idea, so yes. Is that it for tonight? Comments. Comments. All right, everybody, clap wildly for Starla Burns. Moving into the second half of the show, your next comedian, clap your hands wildly for Casey Griffith. When I was 24, I was suicidal. By uh, 29, I realized I'm just a big procrastinator. (laughs) Turns out that the best form of suicide prevention is just uh, allowing yourself to be distracted by other things. I'm, uh, I'm trying to make a GoFundMe right now for a suicide prevention kit. And it's going to have um, a Netflix subscription, a Pornhub ball access pass, and a bottle of lotion. So worked for me. It can work for them, too. Uh, my dad talked a lot about suicide when I was growing up. I always thought he would you know, commit suicide, wind up in hell, if you believe in that. And it like really weighed on me, and I've been thinking about it for years and years. So uh, he had this massive heart attack a couple weeks ago and had to go in for surgery. Uh, and one part of me was really scared that he might die. But the other side was really happy because, you know, if he didn't die from suicide and died of natural causes, maybe I would get to see him in heaven. Uh, so yeah, I was suicidal, and they say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, which I think is a fitting metaphor because the apple's plunging to its death. My dad uh, is an interesting person. Uh, he took out $10,000 to start a small business and instead spent it on a boob job for Karen. Yeah, my dad recently changed his name to Karen. Uh, So, you know, on one hand, I'm not going to inherit a small business, but on the other hand, I'll have an urn and two bags of sailing when he goes. So, (laughs) I love my dad. Uh, He did post on Facebook that he started working the streets for money. And so I guess it was a small business loan after all. (laughs) Anyway. I heard this uh, news report today. Uh, the California fires, you know, devastating, right? And so Netflix this year is actually going to have a trigger warning notice before its annual holiday Yule Log show. Um, when asked for comment, they said that the uh, the Yule Log doesn't feel like all fire represents it, but it understands its privilege and it is willing to check it in these trying times. <laughs> The Ulog also, in a show of great diversity, uh, decided to uh, give up some of its time for, uh, for other acts. So this holiday season is going to also feature Moses' burning bush and the giant dumpster fire that is Trump's Twitter account. Uh, the NRA was enraged by this, though. They also wanted their time, so they want a pile of 34,000 burning bodies, which is the amount of people that are killed by gun violence every year in the U.S. Yeah, 34,000. It's a fucking lot. Um, The KKK, they were asked, uh, do you want to have a burning cross? And they said, no, they don't want to be on the same lineup as that. They're Jew Bush, quote unquote. Uh, They said instead it'd be bad for their brand. And so they're going to do a collab with Off-White. So it's going to be burn crosses Off-Whites. Hmm. Working on that. 
Let's see. Hollywood has a lot of pedophiles. It's kind of a known fact. I'm surprised they haven't gotten together for a uh, for like a movie or something. Uh, something like a Buddy Bankheist film for a team of child molesters, title Oceans Under 11. They can hit a fat camp or something early in the season when the kids are still slow because of the obesity. Uh, and then it's great for a franchise because same team, same kids, one year later, Oceans Under 12. And then they decide to hit it again, Oceans Under 13. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they would keep going, but um, the team knows when to call it quits because after 13, the situation just becomes way too hairy. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thanks. Not American, eh? <laughs> Heavy-headed comedy from Casey Griffith. You sure you don't want to talk about abortion before you're done? Or are there any other issues you want to hit? I decided not to have it. Yeah. You decided not to have an abortion joke. That's good. Ah, uh, kudos starting with the suicide jokes. But I'd start with that second one first. I'd start with the suicide kit because that's actually really funny. Like, for if you're just going to come up cold and you're like, I'm, I've been suicidal, that's hard for an audience to swallow. And we're comics. So, but if you start with that suicide kit joke, the second joke in, I think that you're golden on that. I think it's funny enough that you can, because the rest of them, you know, they roll on out. You hit them all. I have a bunch that's- of other comments, but we'll let other people. Anybody else have? Sure. Uh, so you had a lot of good jokes in there. There was one that I totally didn't get and that it kind of looked like other people didn't get, which was the Burns crosses off-white. Yeah, oh, yeah. I get that. I, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that one's interesting. So off-white is like a major clothing brand right now. They're like one of the biggest in the world. And like a lot of companies will do collaborations with them. And so whenever a company does a collaboration, it'll be like Nike and then they do a X across and then off-white. Oh. And so the, the point of that joke, I mean, you kind of have to know what it is. Uh, maybe I'd need to set it up better. I just wrote that today, actually. But I want it to be like the KKK teams up with off-white and they do uh, burn crosses off-whites. Yeah, so it's okay, like pretty what, like... What is the off-whites organization? Off-white is like just a clothing brand. Okay. It's just so they do like brand. designer clothing. Hmm. Yeah. You're just, you're too hip for us. We just didn't even, we just don't even know exactly. those. Like, we're like, we live in a barrel of whiskey. What happened to you, buddy? Um, I had an ex-girlfriend that tried to style me up. Oh, so. it's a judging thing. Did it take? Like it was a uh, Apparently not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then just since uh, you're already on the subject of you're wrapping up with gun violence, most of the gun violence is suicide in that statistic. So if you're already on the topic of suicide, you can do a little callback to suicide. Yeah, great point. Yeah, I was like, whoa, guns. I didn't get the middle U-log joke. I got the whole, I, I liked the, I like where you went with it, with the Jews in the burning bush and giving equal time. Mm-hmm. And I, and Trump's Twitter feed, the, the dumpster fire that is, I think that was really funny and well-written. But there was one joke about the Yule Log before that that I didn't understand. Yeah, so I have to tie it in better because I want to say the whole trigger warning before the uh, the Yule Log thing, um, before the Yule Log show. What's the trigger about? Yeah, that's what I I feel care. like, so the, the idea was that if the wildfire is happening right now, people are going to be triggered. <gasps> oh, the you have to say that then about the wildfires. We're in California and it's on fire right now. So the new Yule Log trigger warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to just make that more clear. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. Um, your heavy handed politics was very heavy handed. I would, there's got to be a way to, to put something to lighten it up after that about like, I guess that if you use his thing about the guns, 
and then you lighten it up with, and most of those were suicides. Like you can, <laughs> then you can lighten that up because it was just like, got kind of <laughs> TED talky there for a second. Okay, interesting. Um, and then I wrote down who's Karen, and then you told us, so that was really funny. I laughed so funny because I didn't expect any of that, and I was like, ah, his dad turned into Karen. That's great. <laughs> and then you said. A, so something in two bags of saline. Well, I didn't hear the thing in between. Uh, an urn. An urn. Yeah, when he goes. An urn. Maybe that's too hard to say. Maybe it is. Yeah. And I mean, because the two bags of saline. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear it. There's got to be something funnier than an urn. But in two bags of saline, worth. I I liked that she turned. He turned into Karen. The apple joke. I think I just smiled at. I just wrote apple joke. I don't know what anything's about that. <laughs> Right, yeah, something the, about the idea is like yeah, apples fall from the tree and like I mean, they and they're die and they're plummeting to their death. Yeah. Right, I thought that was funny, and then there was a Catholic joke where I was like, oh, because they're Catholic, and I was like, oh, I guess I get that because they're. You said something and then it and nobody laughed and I write I wrote is it because they're Catholic? <laughs> there was a death joke. There was something. I'm sorry, I was trying. Oh, to Oh, uh, about hell. About yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, my dad committing suicide. He wound up in hell, but he had an open heart surgery, and so there's like a chance I'll see him in heaven. Right, because suicide, when you commit suicide, it's you don't go to heaven according to Catholics or according to Christians. I don't know which I sect. I think it's anything but Jews. Huh. I don't think the Jews have the whole hell thing. Pretty sure. I mean. I'm yeah, I wanted, sure. I don't know what I, I was, I don't know what I wanted there, but I was like, it made me write something down and think about it. I mean, you're, um, you're just, you're, uh, you, I, I, I just have to make yourself a little more likable because you have a lot of important things to say. No, <laughs> I don't want to keep saying with this likable stuff, but like it's hard to be heavy handed with your politics because we're like, blah, blah, blah. He's talking about politics. Like, make it, make us laugh, joke boy. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can punch up a lot of those things or like have like a funny, silly thing at the very end of each one. I think that's worthwhile. Because you are, I mean, are, are you up there to talk about, it's, you want, you have something to say, you want to get it across. I don't care really about what I'm, yeah, I mean, I care about the jokes, but I'm just trying to like, whatever I wrote down, I'm trying to just to get out to see if that works or not. Oh. And so like, after I get through this, I feel like, like I don't love talking about the idea of like suicide and dad shit and like whatever, but it's on the top of my head, so I'm like, well, well there you go. There. Okay, as long as it's on the top of your head. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I I enjoyed it very much. Awesome, thank you. Everybody else, clap hands wildly. Casey Griffith. Yeah. Casey Griffith. Yeah. Okay, your next comedian, my man, Aaron Lewis. Sorry, I stole your tagline. I thought I was being helpful. No, thank you, Pam. I like it. I like it a lot. Muni Radio, how we doing? Hey, we're all working on jokes. I was trying to remember some of mine today. Hopefully this works out. If it doesn't, I'll look in my book, but whatever. Uh, so, I think we all know it's a little smoky outside. Some fucking douche in scrubs was trying to tell me about what mask I should wear. And I put my cigarette out on his foot and I said, hey, listen, you piece of shit. I don't trust people with flip-flops on, so get out of my fucking face. And I lit another cigarette, because I wasn't done with the first one, but I was very dramatic about it. Um, I haven't been doing comedy that long. I know you can't tell from the first joke, because that one fucking landed. Like a fucking blimp, you know? Like, or whatever that Hindenburg bullshit was. 
Uh, anyways, but I fucked a lot of dads, though. I'm very experienced, very experienced at fucking dads. Everybody's all about fucking moms. And don't get me wrong, I fucked a lot of moms. But, like, fucking dads is just better. Because, like, moms, they shot out a baby. That vagina's ruined. Dads, their assholes are like this because they are so stressed that their shitty kids won't pick up dog shit. That is the only reason to have kids is just so you have somebody to pick up dog shit. So, yeah. Fuck some dads. Or not. I Yeah. I don't know. Do whatever you want. Um, let's see. Today is Monday. Do you guys watch wrestling? No? You guys are comedians? You don't watch wrestling? Uh, so, like, wrestling is like my religion. Um, you know, Jesus kind of acted like a uh, wrestler. He, uh, just came on the scene, talked shit to everybody, told everybody how cool he was, flipped over some tables. Uh, he had a title shot once. We all know how that ended. He got pinned. Uh, yeah, no, a lot of people tell me that, like, uh, you know, wrestling is obviously fake, but, um... But it's not fake to me. The emotions are real. Like, it's scripted for sure. But if you want to talk and say that wrestling is fake, you talk to Chris Benoit about that. Actually, talk to his wife about that. And talk to his kid about that. And, yeah, if you don't know Chris Benoit, I'm not going to explain that one. You can just look that up and fucking also pull Chris Benoit after this set. My man. Uh, yeah, you know, I said uh, wrestling is like a religion, and I use it like one to quit drugs, even though, uh, wait, never mind. Anyways, uh, okay, yeah, I'm done. That's all I got for right now. It means a minute. The, the horn means a minute. Okay, well, uh, yeah. Crowd work. Crowd work. All right. What's up? I don't know. I've never done crowd work. Um, I wish Max Eddie was here so I could be like, what's up? Gingers only. Fucking Ginger Army. But he always shies away from that. And I'm like, no, there's only three of us left on the planet. Uh, also, oh, wait, I do have a joke about gingers. Whenever I see a ginger girl, I'm like, hey, what's up? When are we doing this? It's not about us two. It's about the future. It's not about my pleasure. And it's definitely not about your pleasure. But let's make some babies. All right. Aaron Lewis wants to make some babies and be a dad. Woo! And fuck some dads. Fuck some dads. And some moms, too. My man. My man. You missed an opportunity for a great joke. I laughed at all your Jesus jokes because I get the Jesus stuff. But when you then you went, you said like Jesus is like a wrestler, and then you didn't finish it. Like wrestling is fake, you said, or everyone thinks wrestling is fake, but so is Jesus. I thought that you had an opportunity there to bridge that before you start talking about the person we don't know. And you could even say that Crispin, who's Crispin? Who is Jesus Christ? You know what I mean? Like you can keep that bridge of religion is. Everyone believes in religion. Everyone, and you don't believe in UFC? How dare you? 
You know, I think that you could. Well, UFC kind of, is fake, but is so. But wrestling isn't UFC. WWE? No, 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 wrestling is like uh, like The Rock and like Stone Cold Steve Austin. But isn't that called? Oh no, it's WWE. Yeah, yeah. UFC is ultimate is the fighting. I'm sorry, I'm confused. For me, it's all sort of the same. It's all like, look, guys. Oh uh, like, well, wrestling is underwear. more about just like talking shit when you're like wearing a thong and like got oil poured on you and shit like that. No, I remember. I remember Hulk Hogan. I know what's up. Um, and then I didn't get your first joke with the scrubs. Was it cause he was a doctor or cause he was a crackhead? He was wearing uh, scrubs. He was, I think it was a nurse that just got off. That actually just happened yesterday, but I was like, Jesus oh, Christ, so it's this a real fucking story. guy needs to get out of the fucking face. Like, cause it's like, I know it's smoky outside, but I, I get drunk every day and I like smoke a pack of stoves and like, just like just and he was the big thing for me was he was wearing flip-flops which i just automatically don't trust you if you wear flip-flops yeah i would um i think the joke there is that was he a doctor or a crackhead because if you're if you're out and someone's wearing scrubs with flip-flops i mean either way they shouldn't be giving you advice on the street <laughs> either one might be giving you actually a doctor is much less likely to give you advice because they want money for it but like a crackhead and scrubs and flip-flops I thought there was a joke there just about that the person, because you said he was in scrubs, which means, and that which kind of respirator should you get? And then when the turn of that joke is that he's not a doctor, he's a crackhead, or you couldn't tell which he is. That, yeah, that, that. Maybe yeah. it's more of a tenderloin joke than. This is on the sunset though. So oh, it's just okay. like, yeah, I don't know. But you need one more reason or two more reasons why to have children other than the dog shit. Is it that they can get you a beer while you're watching? WWE <laughs> you know like you can bridge those two together too the only reason to have kids is to have them pick up the dog shit or get you a beer while you're watching WWE because that's real I like that yeah, yeah. I might use that cool. at the next place yeah just br- and you can bridge them together and then you just you basically take out 30 seconds of transition from one place to another by just going straight from kids into to w- to WWF and then religion I Come like in. all those uh like you're, all that stuff. You're very good. I like everything you do. Uh, very Thank funny. you. It's awesome. Uh, well, Jesus was like a wrestler. He'd be like, let me tell you something, brother. They know not what they do. <laughs> <laughs> also, you look like... Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek, brother. <laughs> also, you look like Ginger Jesus. Also, you have long ginger hair, which is like you're choosing to be more ginger, which is I like that there's something there. I've gotten that like twice. Yeah, yeah. you know. Nice. Good shit. Embrace the ginger. Yay, clap wildly for Aaron Lewis. Hey. Right, we have three comics left here at the Joke Workers Up here on Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian has the best name in the world. It's Mr. Weed. Okay. Is this on? All right, I just got a few things. Um, I've been com- been in a stand-up comedy just a short time. I woke up one morning and I realized my self-esteem wasn't low enough, so I decided to get into comedy. I think I got off to a good start. I um, tell my friends I'm doing stand-up and they just laugh. 
So I go to a lot of comedy shows. Um, I saw uh, John Oliver not too long ago here in the city. It was hard to track him because his English isn't very good. Uh, I was an audience, a very sparse audience one time, and uh, this uh, young lady comedian uh, decided to do some crowd work. Uh, and she's um, talking about her uh, experience on Molly, her first couple experiences on Molly, and and she said, "You sir, um, what's your, what's the hardest drug you've you've done?" And I said, "Well, I'm a drug counselor." And she quickly moved on. So I was in the um, went to see Kevin Nealon, and I was in the lobby, and he was coming through the lobby, and some fanboy had his attention, and he's trying to get to the green room, and so he's trying to get away, and the fanboy said, uh, "Hey, break a leg." I'm thinking to myself, is that really want? Is that really what you want to tell a stand-up comedian to break a leg? You know, why do you want to mess with his life, livelihood? You know, you got a stand-up comedian, he's got a broken leg. Does that mean he's only half as funny? Uh, does he get half the pay? So uh, he told a joke on stage that um, uh, he met his wife at a co uh, costume party and she was dressed as a slinky and he was watching her come down the stairs uh, two at a time. And I went home and I got to thinking, I sure hope they don't move into a one-story house. Their relationship would never be the same. So uh, I'm old, as you can tell. <clears throat> uh, so when you get old, you have to um, go see the doctor every once in a while. So I uh, went to see him uh, for a prostate exam, and you've all heard the joke about uh, using two fingers because you want a second opinion. That's not my joke, but uh, so I figured, hey, I told this doctor, I want you to use three fingers because I want a chaperone. I don't want any hanky-panky going on there, or do I? So then the uh, uh, nurse tells me to go and drop trial and wait for the doctors. So I just go in and I'm fully closed. The doctor walks in and says, what's up? I said, well, you haven't bought me dinner yet. So I take a lot of vitamins. Uh, so at Fast forward a few years, and uh, the, during, after the autopsy, the coroner is going to come out and say, Mrs. Weed, his uh, organs were all in good shape, his heart, his liver, his arteries. I, only one reason I could call or decide as the cause of death was at the four-hour erection. Okay, so uh, I don't know if LGBT, any LGBT fans here? There's a new subset, right? It's called LGBT TBD. So the, so the guy comes out, the child comes out of the chute, and he says, man, I need a minute before I claim, before I jump in. I've got to figure out which way I want to go in my life. Can I end it now, Pam? If you want. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's some new stuff, and I wanted to see how it landed. And yeah, hey, everybody, you know. clap your hands together for Mr. Weed. Thank Yay. Yeah, thank you for staying. First, Mr. Weed, I wish that you were, I mean, I don't know how many years younger, and I don't want to hurt your feelings, uh, years younger, because I would have married you if we were the same. If I could be Mrs. Weed, holy fuck. <laughs> what, is that your real name? Yes. I love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. You should have, I mean, you have your whole, whenever you, like, if you want to go around and do comedy and you ever need merch, you need to make, like, like, 
um, bumper stickers or something that say, I heart Mr. Weed. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you, you, great. You did not return my DM last week. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I? Uh, which did you? Did you, you direct? ghosted me. You blew me off. Did I really? Yes, because I had a showcase in Berkeley last uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, what, what, we have to talk about this. I don't remember, Where, which one did you email? I also, I'm terrible at, I'm terrible at That's technology. Fine. That's fine. Yeah, so yeah, I did it my own showcase, produced it. Um, and, oh, I uh, work every Wednesday. I couldn't be there. And performed. Uh, yeah, so my um, production company, Mr. Weed's Comedy Cafe. All right. So MrWeed'sComedyCafe.com, check it out. Well, yeah. I, I'm sorry if I, Tuesdays oh, and Wednesdays fine. I have a that's job, fine. so I work. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry I mean, I you know, blow you, off. you were stoned when I told you about it, so. <laughs> but I work every Tuesday and Wednesday. I can never get it off. All right, okay. Anyway, yeah, and so I was going to have t-shirts made. That's great. And, and it's Mr. Wheat's Comedy Cafe, and, um, but my supplier didn't come through in time, but yeah, oh. so I'm thinking about it. Anybody else? Yeah, you mentioned you were new to comedy. How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, four months. Oh, nice. You yeah. are a baby. Yeah. Yes, I am. Uh, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of your jokes are well-written and good. It's more just about, like, being comfortable on stage and being able to connect with audiences, which is more of a something about just putting in the time and just doing it as much as you can, more so than anything else. Uh, let me... Think. I especially did like that last joke with the LGBT. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, anybody else? Yeah, I've been. That, this is like the bottom end of my stuff. I got a lot of good stuff that I. <laughs> in fact, uh, this my, this mic was my second mic that I came to, and you know, got and I keep coming back because it got some good production here, and um, yeah, I, I like it here. But um, yeah, I've been doing public speaking about thirty for thirty years from, for a captive audience, and so yeah, it's just like what kind of captive audience was it? High school or something? <clears throat> no, uh, people in trouble with the law. <laughs> oh, well, that's kind of the same, but yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, it's called the diversion program. It's like traffic school for misdemeanors, and so you should talk about that. Talk I, about real life stuff too. I think that it'll help you to like, because your jokes are all like jokey like but if you my jokes are jokey well no like you they're jokey that it doesn't feel like you're talking to us like like just now like this is very engaging right right, right and right, i think right. that it's more engaging if you tell us something that's I, i've been a pub i mean i'd open with that yeah. i've been a public speaker for 30 i'm new to comedy but i've been a public speaker for 30 years i mean that's almost a punchline in itself <laughs> like that you not that you've been speaking for 30 years but that you were the diversion program for the kids or whatever. I'm sure right. there's tons of stuff in there. Yeah, no. It's just, this is the newer stuff I've oh, written okay. in, so I wanted to see how it yeah, went across. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, check out that website. I'm, I'm going to do another showcase in January. I got one for you, dude. Okay, dude. You used to do Die Version, and now you do Come Die. Comedy. I get it. Come Die. Come D. It's a punny. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Mr. Weed. We have two comedians left. Thanks for holding fast here at the Joke Workshop. Your next comedian. He's been giving you great comments all night. He's such a nice guy. Clap your hands together for Dan Shively. Thank you, Pam. I miss you dearly. Your, your post was depressing the other day. Please don't quit this shit, Pam. I don't want you to do that. Hey, man, what's your what's your name again? Casey. Casey? What's your greatest fear, dude? Uh, 
Sharks, fuck sharks, dude. That's a good one because they'll just like be like snatch, and then they got your leg now. You know, you're a one-legged fucking man, and then they swim away, and you're just like you got to fucking crawl back to the sand. Yeah, you fucking bleed out, dude. We have that that fear response from when we're born. I think it's ingrained. I think we have that fear thing because you remember when you're a kid, monsters they're gonna get you. You know, fucking monsters. But where do monsters live? Where the in the closet? Where else they live when you're a kid? Under the fucking bed. They live in all the places you hide your weed. They're not trying to get you. They're just trying to chill, bro. That's a snapper. But where do monsters really live? They live in your mind, in the back of your mind, you know, in your subconscious. That's where they live. It's where they can't. It's where I can't talk. <laughs> it's back with all the stuff you don't want to deal with, you know. All the stuff. You're, did your coworker get promoted? Fuck that guy. Back of your mind, and that thought stays there, and it festers, and it becomes a monster called Bloody Gary. Thanks. Thanks for that, Pam. And if you stare, if you stare at your blank computer screen at work and say Bloody Gary three times, he shows up at your desk and goes, Happy Friday! <laughs> yeah. uh, college, friends from college, they just got married. Well, good for you. Back of your mind. Did that just happen to you? Oh, yeah. It happens to everyone all the fucking time. Back of your mind. And there, it becomes the ghost of the friends you used to have. We'd be honored by your presence. I fucking hate this joke already. <laughs> uh, I gotta call my mom. I gotta call my fucking mom. Back of your mind. I can't deal with that shit. And it becomes the dragon of guilt. After all you've done for me. I fucked that up. <laughs> This whole set. All right, wipe it. I'm doing a new thing now. So the other day, I was just like sitting at a table, right? And I opened my eyes, and a beam of light comes through the window, bounces off the table, goes into my eye, and my brain translates it into an image of a table. And I was like, oh shit, I think there's a table right there. So I reach out my hand, and my nerve endings on my fingertips send a signal to my brain. They're like, yeah, dude, you're touching a table. And I was like, I fucking knew it. Two-factor authentication. All right, this is a long one, so I'm going to rush through it here. So I was in the house that I grew up in, and I was going down the staircase, right? And at the top of the staircase is the youngest additions to the family. So niece and nephew, and then down the staircase a little, it's me and my siblings, mom and dad. At the bottom, there's grandpa. And I was walking down the staircase, and I had my head in my bag, right? And I was walking, 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 and I kept going down the stairs. I kept going down. I realized there aren't this fucking many stairs. How long have I been going? And I looked up, and I was like, whoa, I don't recognize this place. And I look on the wall, and there's a black and white photo of someone I don't recognize, but it's definitely a fucking Shively. I was like, look at that unibrow. And I was like, oh shit, what kind of staircase is this? And I trip and I fall and I go and I fall and I fall and I fall forever. And I land in this room at the bottom and there's sand on the floor. And all around are portraits of just like single cells. And there's this really pasty white faced guy sitting in the middle of the room. I was like, what the fuck is this? And he was like, you fell through a hole in your subconscious and you landed here. And I was like, where is here? And he was like, your mom's house, bitch. And that's my time. Dan Shively! 
is a genius. That was really funny. Uh, super relatable with that fear shit. I loved it. Super. And you were fire for that first minute. And then you were like, ah, fuck me. But then you were still funny. But that first minute, you were so smooth and confident. And it was so awesome. And then I loved Bloody Gary. I thought Bloody Gary was hilarious. And then um, I think there's a punchline after the ghost things. like Because they said, we want your presents. And then you say, ghosts can't open presents. Right? Because, like, they're ghosts, right? And that's all they want you for, anyways. You are from college. Give us a present. Yeah. Maybe part of our China set. Yeah. Ghosts can't open presents. And then I think I, I got what you meant to say. After all I've done for you, it said act out of the dragon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. After all I've done yeah. for you. The, yeah. What, yeah, the, yeah, the guilt thing. I thought that was a really solid. I thought it was all very, very solid stuff the staircase i didn't know where you were going but i was like oh wait you got surreal fuck yeah like it's not a joke is it it's just like some weird shit right not yet i mean it's like you can turn it into something by being awkward or strange at the end or like talking about something your mom's house something something weird about your mom's house or maybe more strange details so that we're like what and then it's your mom's house like something about the saran wrap something that only something just just weird things that you like you usually say weird shit yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. Just throw in some weird Dan shit, and, <laughs> and you'll be fine. Uh, okay. It's really good though. I mean, I that middle joke, that bloody Gary and the ghosts and the thing that that one, two, three is all very solid. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Would you like a very pretentious compliment? Okay. I like how cerebral your bits are. <laughs> yes. Uh, thank you for reminding me to call my mom. And with the table thing, I did like what you did with the table, but it felt like it was missing a climax. Yeah, there's no, these aren't jokes. These aren't <laughs> jokes? Okay. It's just, it's just... Would you like me to laugh? I can just stare. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks. I think you're yes. I, you're funny, even if you no, don't you, feel like there's a punchline. In case that didn't make it sound like, I meant that specific bit. You are funny. You make me laugh. Look at the smile I got. Look yeah, at my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a monster in the back of his head he's like it's the monster it's like I hate myself <sighs> you're your own worst monster put your hands together everybody for Dan Shively <laughs> one more one more comic one more comic thanks for sticking around your last comedian put your hands together for Ian Levy I feel a uh a tad bit flustered a, uh, because walking over here, a, uh, a woman heard me talking to her dog and she thought I was talking to her, but I was using the dog voice. Like, cause I think we all have a dog voice. Cause this, this woman, she was walking past me and her dog started to approach me and I said, Oh, hello. <laughs> and the woman said, hello. <laughs> and she was just so confused and I felt super awkward. Cause I was like, I don't know where we go from here. It was, just, it was just weird. How who starts a conversation like oh hello, like a Byzantine general? I don't even know what that means. I just thought it sounded funny. I think. Um, have you guys heard about uh, the environment? Um, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's not doing real great right now. And I think the problem with the environment is we're not working hard enough to to take better care of it 
because the incentives aren't really there, right? They're too abstract. It's like, you can't expect me to care about the world I'm going to leave for my grandchildren when I don't know how I'm going to pay for rent next month. Like, I, it needs to be a more direct. So I think what we need to do is have a positive incentive system. So like, if, if you work really hard to take better care of the environment, you get one day a year, you get a cheat day. Right, like or one day a year, if you work really like you drive a Prius all year, then you can just throw like a fistful of straws into the ocean and just like that's that's for me. And if you do like really good work, like if you try really hard and you know you, you really help out the environment, you get a drop kick one animal off the endangered species list, just like one put like a albino sloth or something. You can just punt it. It'll be fun. They could have a whole system or choke a seagull on a soda cap to death. I, I I think I, I use humor as a way of uh, connecting to people. Uh, and it, it sometimes backfires. Like a joke I often like to make with just friends is, is I, uh, if I'm not, if I'm clearly not going to be invited to something, I jokingly go like, well, where's my invitation to such as, right? Like I, I have this guy, I barely know him, uh, but he was talking about, uh, he, he's planning a wedding and I, and I just did the joke. I was like, well, that's weird because I don't remember getting my invitation in the mail. Uh, and then he sent me an invitation to his wedding. And now I think I have to go to his wedding because that's a real dick to complain about not getting an invitation. And I really don't want to. He's a nice guy, but I don't want to go to his wedding. I don't know him. I don't want to buy him. A, I, it, it's tough because I always try to use humor. To, like I, I met one of my heroes once. Uh, I met Lemony Snicket. Do you guys know the the writer of the series of Unfortunate Event books? So I went to a, a book signing, and me, and I, I went with a friend, and I was like, oh, I really want him to like me. I think this would be cool. So I we got in line, and when I got up to him, I asked Lemony Snicket to sign my copy of uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Uh, and I thought it would be like this funny, like ha 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 thing, but he like just was like. <laughs> Like that, and then he's he signed it, so you you can honk me. He he signed it, but it he wasn't that thrilled about it, and I moved on. And then my friend got up to Lemony Snicket and said, uh, "Hey, I just want you to know, uh, my my mom passed away last year, but she used to read me your books, and I I really enjoyed it, right?" And Lemony Snicket clearly, like you could see it in his, his face, he really cared and was like, and like they had like a real moment. And all I could think was like, man, you are so lucky your mom died because like, I just want that connection with Lemony Snicket, but I can't, all I have is my shitty humor and my living mom, but I would rather have a dead mom and a moment with my hero. <laughs> so, okay. That's, that's a mean thing to say. I'm glad my mom's alive. Okay. That's, um, I, I that's probably every, everything I, you guys need to hear. He's glad his mom is still alive. It's Ian Levy. Woo! Our last comic, yay! I like your dog voice joke. I have a cat voice, and I now that my cat's in a backpack and I talk to him, people look at me like I'm a crazy person. I mean, but it's not yeah. really, like that did just happen. Like yeah, it's like funny. Ten minutes ago. Yeah, I like it. It's 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 cute. I liked your fistful of, fistful of straws. It was funny. Like, and um, your hair is super fluffy. Yeah, I need to get a haircut. Yeah, it's just, it's like, if if the lady turned around, it might not have been your voice. She might have been like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I'm just yeah, I, I like yeah. fluffy. Yeah, my, my friend who cuts my hair uh, works in the neighborhood, so I almost actually texted her to try to get a haircut after this. So. Wait, what about do you think about dreadlocks or or no, just puffing the no, whole thing out? No, not I don't, I don't need to do that. I I already I don't want to culturally appropriate anyone anymore. <laughs> I already use the N word enough. So was... Well, I like your new stuff. Uh, thank you, Pam. Uh, so can I? Be on your sitcom, dude. Yeah, fuck you, man. Serious? Fuck. I mean, I mean, I would let you on my sitcom, uh, but we're gonna hire more talented people. So so, no, I'm joking. (laughs) Feelings hurt. Did you know that Lemony Snicket is a private investigator? Well, the character, because it's it's technically a guy named Dan. Actually, could, but because Lemony Snicket is like a a, a, a pseudonym. Yes. Wait, but so when they put that he's a private investigator on the little thing on the back of the book, does that mean that that's that's not made true? up? That's, that's all not it, true. Fucking that's all. He he's actually a children's author. He's a really nice guy, and he actually saw he 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 scratched because I still have that copy of Harry Potter. Uh, and he scratched out um, the Chamber of Secrets uh, and wrote his name, so it just says Harry Potter in the Chamber of Dan. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So he, he he was a cool guy. I think he went to San Francisco State as he did, graduate, him and his wife. It, it, I met. It was him and his wife. They were promoting a book. I met them in San Francisco. Yeah, they wrote a book. The creative here. writing department. Yeah, yeah. I think they live in Berkeley phase. now. Yeah. But um, it was it was cool. a very nice guy. It was super funny the event because. It was technically for they were promoting a new kids book, and so it was four kids, and there was like eight kids there, and like forty people my age. Yeah. They were like, we love, we love books. Yeah. Yeah. Really? the kids were just like the kids were like eating crayons and stuff. They didn't care about meeting Lemony Snicket. Well, now that the Netflix thing has happened and all that, he's like big, big. Yeah, I mean, but he never wouldn't like he the books he do are the books he do. The books he do. Yeah, yeah, the books he do. Um, no, I, I think he's still relatively popular in the children's literature department. I don't think he's had anything Genre. quite as big yeah. as... But the book, he wrote, he wrote it with his wife. It's about like a, a dead fish, um, but it's really sweet. It's like a fish's soul, and it's like oh. a ghost fish, but it's, it's a cute little book. Other comments for Ian Levy? I'm also glad that your mom is still alive. Yeah. <laughs> and I do love that dog bit. I think you should definitely develop that one and stick with that one because it's very relatable. Everyone has a stupid dog voice. But I shouldn't develop or stick with any of my other bits? Yeah, no, oh, okay, but yeah. Uh, that one just in particular sticks out with me and since it literally happened 10 minutes ago, yeah. unless you're lying to me, then it's something. It's I mean, I wouldn't have a problem lying yeah. to you, actually. Yeah. Well, we, we can keep right. our personal quibbles aside for the sake of mutiny. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like most people wouldn't have a problem lying to you. Yeah, just one of those fake... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm just being a no, dick I'm now. I'm just, just tearing into you for no reason. Also, I've you seem like a nice seen person. you before, but only from very far away, I think. So this, this is a treat. From the bushes out front yeah. of my house? Precisely. This is a treat. Well, yay, Ian Levy. I, I am I'm about to pee my no pants. Reason. I haven't peed, and I have to pee. I'm going to pee my pants. But this has been a really, really successful joke workshop. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for those of you who are here till the entire end. Uh, coming up next is FTW. Come back next week, and, um, you know, uh, good stuff. But, hey, everybody, remember, my new goal is to try, I'm going to try to legitimize stand-up comedy by... Uh, writing the syllabus for it to be to get a BA. I think you should be able to get a Bachelor of Arts in a college setting for stand-up comedy. And, it, and the syllabus will be really, really wide. It'll be like 
creative writing and English. It'll be a lot of theater. There'll be dance stuff. There'll be some Commedia dell'arte. There'll be, it'll be a crazy, it'd be a really fun major actually to do, but it would be like, there'd be some weird like philosophy classes, right? And there'd be, anyway, so I, this is like my new goal. I was like, I, you know, I could really, I could actually do this. Uh, cool. All right. Uh, come back next week to Joke Workshop. Bye. Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019. Applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days. 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer is simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian Haight-Ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your 